Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Lewis, Mr. Teeny Toot. Instead, it's brought to you by all the other furry critters in the world that really, really, really want to give you some loving. So listen, you, uh, you, need, you need some friendship. You really would love to have a friend there waiting for you when you get home. And guess what? There's somebody who would love to be that friend waiting for you when you get home. And that is a critter from your local animal shelter. So go visit your shelter and adopt a friend. And if, hey, you've already got enough friends that live in your house, aka your rulers, the little furry ones, well, you can still help out by volunteering, by donating. There's a bajillion ways to do it. So go out, give your time, give yourself. It's all for a great cause. And we, uh, we know you're going to do a good job and the little ones are going to be happy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined as always by... Steve. Uh, and Joe. <laughs> so I love that you, you, you uh, like hesitated more than Joe, normal. I think, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember my alias. Shut yeah. up. Today we're going to talk about a mystery, and it's a disappearance. And I'm, I'm willing to bet it's one you've never heard of. Uh, yeah, I would say most people have not this heard is, of this. Yeah. This is, uh, it's, it's, it's from Canada. Yeah. 
That's yeah. very why. few people have heard of. Oh actually. yeah, Canada. No, nobody's been there. America's nobody's hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, there are going to be some Canadian what jokes. Does that, what does that make Mexico? I don't want now. Pants. It. Okay. America's pants. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're, today we're going to talk about the disappearance of Stephanie Stewart. Some Ooh. nice alliteration. Maybe That's a name. Canadian name, isn't it? Yeah. And um, actually, Megan suggested this mystery in 2016, so thanks. Yeah, thanks, Megan. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's get to it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. In 2006, 70-year-old Stephanie Stewart disappeared. She was an avid outdoors woman and had spent 18 consecutive summers fire spotting. You guys know what fire spotting is, right? Oh, you should probably no. tell their listeners because not it's, everybody's going to know. It's literally sitting in a tower with like binoculars looking to see if you can see any fires happening. Smoke. Smoke. Yeah. Well... Yeah, Typically, you're looking for smoke. You're looking for smoke, yes. Very true. Anyway, so sh- um, the last 13 years of her fire spotting career were spent at the same cabin slash tower combo, about 15 miles or 25 kilometers outside of Hinton, Alberta, Canada, which is about three hours west of Edmonton, Alberta, which I think is the largest one closest city. closest largest city mm-hmm. and everybody knows where edmonton is so yeah it's it's up there yeah yeah north of the 49th parallel yeah the tower is called the athabasca tower and i have heard that it's not like terribly remote it's only like three miles or five kilometers off of a fairly major highway yeah and this one is a nice it's easy posh. it's like uh, just a drive up it's a kind drive of thing. up you yeah and we'll talk about anything. that and all that stuff but it's also really close to edson alberta mm. just if anybody's like familiar with that area yeah so it wasn't such a lonely outpost to be at i guess no to be clear i said cabin tower combo so the way these things work is you have this big tower at least this particular one most of them worked this way do they? I, uh, I think most of them do. Yeah. Seems like around here, most of the towers around here, it's like the, the cabin and the tower are combined. It's yeah. Like your but cabin in, is at the top of the tower. That's where you live. Which probably would have been a better situation all around <laughs> for this. Yeah, living in the yeah. sky would have been this, safer. Yeah. Um, but the way that the towers work in Canada, or at least in this area of Canada, is their tower cabin combos. So the tower is relatively small at the top. You know, I think it has room for, you know, chairs and desks or whatever but it's pretty small otherwise mm-hmm. you're just kind of up there with a book or your thoughts or whatever and then you climb down a ladder every night and there's a big cabin where you stay with your bed and your kitchen and your bathroom mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and you know it's funny is that I, I had seen old school fire towers before so i was actually a little taken off guard when i saw this and i know that some people may think that this is what they are but they're steel constructs the towers yeah the I mean, towers it's, are it's yeah. you know it's a big giant pole in the sky with yeah. a what a god it's what would you say, Joe? It's like 10 by 10, 15 by 15, but it's all glassed in. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not open to the elements. It's it's yeah. rather sheltered in that way. And the must ones be, I... Uh, must be a joy to be inside on a hot day. Oh, I can only imagine. But yeah. the ones I was used to seeing from when I was a the kid in the woods... The open wood, wood ones? Yeah, the wood yeah. ones that were a wooden platform yeah. and you were lucky if they had a handrail around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> those are pretty nice, actually. They're still around. You can, uh, you know, you can still... You can stay in those. You can rent them for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. As mentioned, Stephanie did her, you know, stint for 13 years at the same one, this one same cabin. Uh, and so she lived every year, April to September, in that cabin tower combo. It sounds like kind of a fun summer job for mm-hmm. some people. I would die. 
because I yeah. hate being alone. <laughs> I'm very extroverted, but I know a lot of people who really, I think, would super enjoy this. Well, and it she... wasn't so far, it really wasn't so far out of the sticks that people couldn't come and visit either. I think she did have visitors. Well, and I know that like you could have somebody live with you and all that stuff, but I need stuff. Yeah, well, she yeah. was obviously was one of those people that being by herself, and I mean, you always see it listed that she was gardening, and was it knitting? Is that the, the yeah, mm-hmm. think that, yeah. she was knitting, and there was some other hobby that she, she had. She to read books. Yeah, so she had uh, like she all these very solitary, singular person hobbies. Yeah, yeah. she liked to, one thing she was fond of doing was going out in the woods and teasing the bears. No, no she yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to but, frame a theory I know, not, yeah. not, not a little foreshadowing there. The yeah. <laughs> thing is, is that she, she obviously, she had interests that lent themselves to, to this, alone. whether she had them before she started it or learned them during her, her time. Yeah. Um, yeah. She probably already knew how to read and garden. That's uh, probably. what I meant you <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think on yeah. her time off, um, she spent most of it outdoors, actually. She had reportedly very recently, at 70 years old, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. She, I mean, she, that's pretty... That's That would be hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm 30, uh, so she's in much better health than I am, which, you know, is fine. And she wintered at a resort community called Rocky Mountain in somewhere in Alberta, Canada. I didn't bother to really look up because I didn't think it mattered that much. Mm. It was a senior community. Send us an email because I, I'm I pre- know I'm somebody's going to be mad sure that we didn't look it up. Pretty sure it's probably a senior community. Yeah, probably. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She had at least one daughter, but other than that, details on her life are very sparse, and I think that's kind of intentional. You know, like we said, spotters live pretty much alone during their time at the cabins. Though it will, it is noted that they're allowed to have you know like a spouse or a dog or something like that with them, but mm-hmm. most of them. Do it alone, and it does seem like that was a draw for Stephanie. She did seem to be into that lonely lifestyle. And then, yeah, as mentioned, she was 70 year old, seventy years old at her time of disappearance. 5'2 and about 105 pounds. Kind of a small person, yeah. Yeah, that's a small person. I'd say so. Fire spotters do make routine calls via radio or phone, um, yeah, depending on the time in. of the day to check in, yeah, to a kind of like central tracking hub, which is run by a, a supervisor to report all clear or anything needing further investigation. And Stephanie was, by all reports, very good about making these calls. She checked in every time by the time that was required. Not yeah, like big crazy on, early, but I mean, more so now than then, but they were obviously big on uh, safety. You know, you wanted to check in on your people multiple times just to make sure, because they are out in the middle of nowhere by themselves. Well, especially if they take a tumble coming down those stairs from the tower. Well, you know, you know but that's, like that, that's exactly you know? what I was going to go to, is if you look at photos of her online, you can actually see her wearing her harness to mm. tether up mm-hmm. to the stairs, or the ladder, I should say. Yeah. Because it's one of those ladders with the, the circular bands of metal around it, so that if you fall over, you stay contained. Mm-hmm. But she also was harnessed in all all the time. Yeah. You don't necessarily stay contained. You just sort of like, uh, you don't, you just sort of rattle down that little tube. Yeah, you know, but like if, you're, like if a, you're strapped in yeah. like you're supposed to be, that doesn't yeah. happen. That, and, that won't happen. And you yeah. see pictures of her in that. So, I mean, A, the safety equipment was present, and B, it sounds like from the way she took things, she took it very seriously and it was by the book all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, the other reason you want your fire spotters to check in all the time is fire, 
fires can get very quickly out of hand. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, the more notice you have to send somebody to go check on that spot where it's coming with smoke coming out of it, the better chance you have to really contain it and, and have want... it not spread into like what we're seeing in like California right now or what yeah. we saw in Oregon over the summer. Oh, yeah. And you want to make sure your, your spotter is there for on the job and not like, you know, just off dinking yeah, around somewhere. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the night of the night before Stephanie's disappearance and the circumstances surrounding, shall Could we? it be the night before or the night of the night before? It's hard to tell. Mm. Okay. On the evening of August 25th, 2006, Stephanie called a relative Mm -hmm. and I've literally never, maybe you guys with like eagle eyes. I know I posted a couple like threads and I honestly did not look at every single post on every single thread. So sorry guys, but, um, that's okay. But But, if uh, you eagle eyes saw this, my eagle eyes did not, although for some did reason, you? some reason I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was her daughter. I had the same, I never saw it either, I but I, I had, had the same thought. Well, and we'll yeah. talk about that in theories. Cause I also think that, but, okay. um, but Stephanie called a relative and that's literally the only way you will ever see it reported is that she called a relative. I think it was about 9 PM and that was the last time that anybody officially spoke to her. I'm, I, I mean, probably other people spoke to her. <laughs> It's possible. Um, yeah. Don't want to give it Depending on the theory, but that's the last time that somebody actually spoke to her. Like men- like we mentioned just a couple minutes ago, spotters are required to check in every morning as well, right? To say, hey, I'm up. I'm headed up to the tower. I'm not dead yet. Not dead yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Stephanie missed her required check-in that morning. Mm-hmm. On So on the August 26th, right. 2006. Since Stephanie was super reliable, you know, her supervisor figured, okay, she didn't just sleep over, all right, but... Or oversleep. Oversleep, yeah, sorry. But I'll give her a call on the phone just to, you know, check. And nope, no answer. So the supervisor called a spotter that was close to Stephanie's location and said, hey, I can't get in contact with Stephanie. Can you just run over to her cabin slash tower see what's going on, you know, see if she needs any help. Check on her, yeah. Just check on her, you know, normal. Officially, this spotter that was close to her uh, went to the cabin tower combo situation and found a pot of boiling water, a pot or kettle, it's unclear which, of boiling water, but no Stephanie. Also missing were two pillows with blue pillowcases, a burgundy bed sheet, this is all a tongue twister for me, apparently. Uh, all the things that are missing are, A burgundy yeah. bed sheet and a Navajo printed bed cover and a gold watch. Uh, and, Stephanie's... Uh, I, I assume the initial spotter didn't just walk right in there and notice that stuff gone? No. Yeah. But eventually... That was somebody, later, yeah. yeah. But shh, this is better storytelling this way. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Her truck was also still there. No, she didn't leave a note? No note. Nothing, just... No, no sign. No just blood gone. or anything yeah. like that. A massive hunt was launched. Um, no sign of her whatsoever was found. The police have ruled this a homicide. Yeah, go figure. Now, you may be wondering, but Devin, she just was missing with some stuff. Why is this a homicide? Well, dear listeners, from all of the reporting, it does seem like it was pretty mundane, but I have read like what I... I cannot substantiate this, but I find it to be credible for whatever reason. Maybe it's my gut. I don't know. That there was a massive amount of blood in the cabin 
and that there were a lot of unanswered phone calls placed to the cabin, but not unanswered. They were picked up and hung up. I was going to say, we actually, be careful by saying there's a massive amount of blood. We know that, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that talks about blood, but we don't actually have any idea if it is a splatter of blood or a room full of blood. The hmm. things that I've seen lean more towards way more. Right, but the problem is is that none of those are official, and so I just want to I just want to put in that that little bit of hesitation because oh, totally. we don't we can't say that the room was soaked in blood. Right. So I I think I what I want to say is in order for the police to have ruled it a homicide, they had to have found enough blood evidence to prove that somebody was dead. To believe it. that, like yeah. you, I don't, I don't know if you guys watch Forensic Files or not. No, but that's your jam. That's my jam. But there are a couple stories where they'll talk about something has been proven a homicide even without a body. Yeah, and in order like to do that, of blood laying yeah, in order to yeah. do that, they have to be able to say, "Wow, there's a ton. There's like enough blood here to definitely assume that that person's dead, uh, and it all came from the same person." Yeah. In this case, I don't know that they meant like bothered to test there's a lot of stuff that's not released to the public mm -hmm. on this case and i think that's intentional oh yeah it's unsolved right but yeah and then there was also those phone calls where the phone rang and i uh, it's my understanding the phone rang and was picked up and then put back down like nobody actually said hello or no anything. conversation right but like a number of times before the phone was just unplugged from the wall mm -hmm. uh, which would also lead anybody who was examining the case to believe that somebody was there. Somebody like stayed there for a little bit, like maybe stayed the night. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. This cabin, as we talked about, was what's called the drive up cabin. And there are two different types of cabins. I don't know that I really need to say this, but I'm going to anyway. A drive up cabin is a cabin you can drive your car up to. Nice. Especially yeah. if you're a beer drinker. Yeah. Uh, and then there also, there are some, I don't know how many are in service. I, it would assume that the majority of the fire spotting cabins in use are drive up cabins, but they also have hike in cabins, which mm -hmm. again, as the name would lead you to believe you just, you have to hike in, you park at a trailhead or whatever, and you hike in and you take all your stuff with you, right. which seems like kind of a bummer, but you know, yeah, whatever. I, I kind of would prefer the drive up myself. Yeah. The drive in cabin tower combos have seen massive improvements over the past 10 years really it happened like pretty close after stephanie disappeared. yeah a lot of it was driven by this case. it was definitely driven by this case and if and if there is a you know they kind of say if there's a silver lining here it is that a lot of people are way safer mm. now Although but it doesn't strike me as a terribly hazardous job yeah but you are out in the middle of nowhere oh, yeah. it does make you an easy target Oh, yeah. Well, that's why, you know, just you definitely want to have a revolver or something with you, you know. Yeah. You know, if you're in America, you have a gun. But yeah. just to, to briefly touch on the cabins, especially drive-up cabins, were relatively unsafe. Unsecure? Um, they were, yeah, unsecure. They yeah, weren't they unsafe necessarily, but... They weren't stoutly It'd built. be pretty easy for somebody to just break in. Mm -hmm. So there was no... There are now gates chain link fences with you know barbed wire around the cabins there that didn't exist you could just drive up from any angle yeah. <laughs> up to the cabins which is already kind of like i haven't seen if there were any 
unaccounted for tire marks or anything. But I think it's likely that the spotter who came to check on Stephanie would have ruined any of the, like, would have driven up and mm. just, like, you know, gone over any kind of tire marks. Vehicle. If there had been, yeah, like, if somebody had pulled their car up and then pulled away, probably. they probably would have pulled up and pulled away in the same fashion that the, you know, them. And then the police also, because once the police responded, they probably didn't really know what they were looking at. And so I think it's likely that if there were other tire tracks that they had been uh, oh, yeah. destroyed. And uh, by the way, did the uh, the spotter did he like walk through the house or the, the cabin and, and like make tracks? Of I the don't blood, know stuff like that. I have whatever. no idea. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they are terribly large cabins. Mm. You know, it's not like there's like five rooms where you'd be like, Stephanie, are you in here? Stephanie, no. are you in here? But I don't know. Mm. I have no answer to that question. Yeah. But and, and also, did they find any any like paw prints? You know, like wolves, bears, anything like that in the blood? No. Okay. Really? They ruled they ruled out an animal attack, is what I will say to you. Oh, uh, really? I know you keep saying this, and we'll, we can talk about this all in theories, but... Okay. Additionally, there was brush surrounding the cabin, which would have made it really hard for you. I mean, you know, on the one hand, it's a privacy thing for you as a person who's inside a cabin, right? Because it's harder to see just directly into the windows. But on the other hand... You can't just look out and be like, oh, there's a person running at the camera. That's right, weird. So, oh, by brush outside, you mean like bushes growing and covering your windows yeah. and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you didn't have any good down. lines of visibility. That's since been cut no down. No good lines of fire. Not at all. Well, or even visibility. Like yeah. you can't see, you know, down the road to see that there's a truck coming up. Devin, visibility to you is line of fire to him. Fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, okay. saying the same thing. That's fair. Right. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. There was just one phone in the house or in the cabin is my understanding, which, you know, again, pretty easy for somebody to just deny you access to that. And the doors were super flimsy. They were like cardboard, right? They were just, yeah, they were literally just cut out of cardboard. No, they're just normal wooden doors. Kind of like the the, the interior doors in a lot of newer houses where it's just a piece of like one eighth inch plywood on each side with Mm -hmm. the hollow middle kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's my understanding. And it was a wooden, and there were wooden frames. So, you know, again, it's pretty easy to just put your fist through it. Yeah, Yeah, or, you know, force your way in or whatever. That's one of the big improvements they have since made all of the doors in these drive-up cabins are steel reinforced mm-hmm. but they also change out the glass and all yeah of them they're too. now shatterproof glass and there's panic buttons so the fire watchers as mentioned they have these harnesses that they're supposed to wear and now apparently whenever they're on premises it's my understanding whether this is true or not it, you know remains to be seen but that they're supposed to wear they're like tagged with trackers basically mm-hmm. so that I thought it was a radio that had a panic button on it. It's both. I thought it was like their regular walkie-talkie, talk-to-the-world radio is the way I took this to be. Oh, I thought it was two separate things. That on their radio, they have a panic button. Mm -hmm. And they also were tagged. They had, like, you you can... Like the old people life alert thing kind of tag? Is that what you mean? Those don't don't have geo-trackers on them. Okay, well, well, this is the the Canadian Forest Service version of it. So, well, it's my understanding that those trackers don't have panic buttons in them or anything. They just are basically geolocators so that if you went missing or you pushed a button... They could be like, and we know exactly where that person is. Or at least well, they know where the geo is. They know where the, is. right. But yeah. so that that would also help track somebody yeah, if they went find missing. find their body, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. even if you yeah. didn't have time to push a panic button okay. or whatever, that they'd be two separate things. That's the distinction That's that I That's my understanding. Okay. Yeah, which would have been really helpful if 
Oh, yeah. Stephanie had. Again, one of those kind of like maybe silver linings. You know, it'd be easier just to outfit them with guns. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's a solve all. You know what I mean? Probably like, not. It's You're not. not always going to have it right at hand when you need it, but uh, you know, still. Yeah, I yeah I don't. Know. Anyway, that is our story. So that's about it. Yeah. So she uh, she vanished, and nobody's heard a word about it. There's been no leads. Total cold trail. Nothing mm-hmm. found. They Nothing. beat the brush. I mean, they looked more than just like a hundred feet from the cabin. I assume. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was like yeah. thousands of acres. Yeah, it was, they it was a huge effort. Actually, tens of thousands, I think. To yeah, and they did the entire area. air, and they did divers in lakes, and like all sorts of stuff, and they just never found any no hide nor hair of her. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. So you, you probably don't know this. Did they bring in trackers or anything like that before they went out and totally totally started thrashing around in the brush? Did they bring in any trackers who could? Or, really good at following people through the woods. Oh, like following visual trails. trackers? Like yeah. people or dogs? Or either? Or both. Or I don't yeah. think so. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think the presumption is... Well, actually, why don't we just like talk about theories and then we can talk about oh, okay. that. Yeah? Okay. Right. Does that work right. for you? Okay. All right. But first, let's take a break. Mothra glides over the city with nary a care in the world. Oh, look, there's Godzilla over there. Oh, and on the other side of town is Manila, Godzilla's big baby, getting into trouble again. Oh, no, Manila smashed the only big box kitchen store in town. Uh Uh-oh, watch out, buddy. Oh, he just crushed the place that sells those cute little shoes. That could cause some major problems for Mothra's wedding registry. But she's not worried. Nope, because she signed up at Zola. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They are reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in our couple's lives even happier. With over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds, Zola Registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. So easy to use for couples and their guests. Plus, the friendly customer service team will go above and beyond from helping you pick out the perfect blender to walking your grandmother through the registry. And with Zola's top-rated app for the iPhone, iPad, and Apple Watch, couples can manage their registry on the go. And over 300,000 couples already have. Best of all, your Zola registry automatically integrates into your Zola wedding website so guests can seamlessly shop and get all the details they need in one place. To sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash sideways. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash sideways to sign up for a $50 credit towards your registry. Don't let a Manila or any other little monster ruin your big day. And we're back. So I guess the presumption is is that if there was as much blood as it seems like there was at the site, that she was killed and then like wrapped up and taken away. In the cabin. Yeah, I mean that she would have been murdered in the cabin. And mm. then that's why the blankets and the quilt were missing is that somebody wrapped her up in that and threw, then threw her in the back, of the, in the back of the truck and then drove away. Yeah. I think that is the by and large the presumption, particularly if... If she did lose so much blood, there would have been a blood trail if she had 
been left on foot or been dragged or like whatever. Mm. Yeah, so the so the trail of blood only went out to the driveway and then off. I don't think there was a trail of blood. Yeah, I think there was just enough blankets, especially if they bled out already. But yeah, and who knows? I mean, mean, maybe she didn't die. Maybe she was kidnapped and carted away. She's still around, still alive. So. Uh, to up the creepy factor, the other speculation of why the the blankets and pillows and stuff were missing, it, that the speculation on why those items were missing was that somebody else spent the night with Stephanie, with or without her cons- consent, and if she was dead or alive. I really hope that wasn't an amorous encounter. And oh. that, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially if she was dead. Oh. Yeah. That, maybe that's what you're um, talking about. And yeah. that the repeated phone call spooked the person into getting to leaving with her body or with her yeah i probably figured you know i just not going to be just i'm not in the, so far in the middle of nowhere i can you know expect nobody's going to show up for the next three months or maybe you know? didn't know that the check-ins were compulsory you know like maybe didn't realize that no somebody idea how the process worked yeah didn't understand you know they thought well they probably just check in if a fire happens right so yeah. like if they don't hear from her like oh no right and that the reason that like the pillows were missing for instance, would be that if they had slept, they realized, okay, I left trace evidence. I left some DNA. I've yeah. got to get rid of these. Mm-hmm. So, so this, I mean, are we, what are you saying with this theory? You're saying that this is a targeted attack? Are you saying this is a random attack? I don't know. I'm I mean, because just trying some of to like you... up the creepy factor. I'm trying to like add, I guess the theory is like, why, why was that stuff missing? Okay, because right. I was when you were talking about the person not knowing the schedule, that to me talks a little bit about premeditation. You know, I see this person, I decide I want to kill this person, but not. I think thinking, it can go either way, okay. honestly. Like you know, even I mean, if I it's seen like that said that somebody would want to target her, so that's why I was a little confused. Well, there's a few things, but but more than that, I think that if somebody did want to target her, they knew what the process was like. And so I think that this speaks more to it being a random or less meditated murder. But okay. if it were just some random psychopath who lived in the town, you know, like close by mm. and just was like, I'm going to go kill somebody and drove up and killed her. And actually it's, uh, you know. it, it might, that, that makes me wonder if it maybe it was somebody who actually had an idea of, of where the towers were, who worked in them, mm-hmm. because she would seem like the ideal target for a random. She's little, random psycho, very tiny. Yeah, very, for a thrill kill. Little. Yeah, there's gonna yeah. be nobody. She's yeah, not gonna. Put, are... She's not gonna be able to fight back as yeah. much as a two hundred pound person would. Two hundred pound guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Even though she was in like excellent yeah. shape. So, oh yeah, yeah, but that was kind of suggests to me that maybe it wasn't entirely just random stranger killing after all. Yeah. Yeah, because so she let's... must have been the smallest of the spotters. Uh, yeah, probably she was one of the smaller ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's dig into some of the like solid theories here. Mm. We're going to dive into, you know, libel or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and name some people. So one of the people that I see the name, uh, I see this tossed around a lot on the internet and actually after digging into the one case officially associated with this person i i don't think it's so terribly off base but i mm. there are a lot of question marks anyway we're steve's making his darth? like speculation face yeah we're talking about darth vader yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no he is nowhere near that cool no, this guy no, no, no. No, no yeah not darth vader sorry uh travis edward vader he you sure it's pronounced vader it is canadian that's true 
Vade. Mm, I'm going to go with Vader. Vader's better. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this man, Vader, is currently in jail for the murder of two, I'm going to say elderly. I don't like to classify Stephanie as elderly. No, she wasn't. She was 70. Retirees. Yeah. Uh, pro- these people were retirees. Well, they, they, were, they, were, yeah. they were like 80, so I, that's more elderly, I think. That's reasonable. We'll, but, we'll, call, yeah. we'll just call everybody retirees. How's that? Uh, that sounds good. It's a politically correct term. Anyway. Okay. Until we get an email about it. Yeah. I'm sure there's some term that we didn't know about. Vader is currently serving time for the murders of Lyle and Marie McCann. Hmm. Not no relation to and Madeline. To Madeline. Right. Yeah, I know. You can't see that name and not think about I know. Maddie. So but, seventy-nine yeah. and eighty-year-old couple or they were people. Eighty and seventy-nine. So he was eighty. Oh, she was okay. seventy-nine. Yeah. Their bodies were also never found. Hmm. So let's talk about their story real quick, because you know. Apparently, well, this was this was not far away. It was like a, an hour away. Yeah, thereabouts. Uh, hours on, drive. Yeah, hours drive. Uh, thereabouts. And on July third, the McCanns left their home in Saint Albert for vacation. They were also supposed to pick their daughter up um, on the tenth at Abbotsford International Airport. They were seen on that day, the third, the third, sorry, of July, getting gas. And it is noted that they were also towing their green Hyundai behind their SUV. They were driving an SUV because they were retired. RV? RV, you mean? RV. I'm sorry. You said yeah. SUV. And I'm yeah, like... the Hyundai's the SUV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, they were driving an RV because they were retirees, you know. Yeah, old people in RVs, I don't know why. They go together. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know why either. It's because they don't want to actually. Yeah. It's because they don't actually want to camp, but campgrounds are cheap. So. Well, no, yeah. you know what? One of the things, listen, I now know some folks that are of the age to have RVs, and they love it because when you're at one park, and you've been there for a couple of months and you get sick and tired of your neighbors, you know what you do? You, you unplug away. and you drive to the next park. Yeah. And suddenly you don't live next to the the jerkwad mm-hmm. who's always, you know, doing whatever's annoying you. No, that's kind of cool. You know, he's not mowing his lawn enough and that bothers you. So you move to a different one. Not that you're responsible I think you mean a trailer park, yeah. not an RV park. RV RVs, you will see them in trailer parks. They a fair number of them, at least in the southern portion of this country, okay, have enough. slots that are open for day and week rentals. Depending, I mean, obviously, depending on the the level of the park. But fair enough. Um, although they owned a home yeah. as well, so I think their RV was just like a convenient, a fun way for them to travel. Fun way for him to take out the overhangs at gas stations. Yeah, for real. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's, it is, actually, it's nice to, to not have to go into the hotel room and unpack your crap. And oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Day, I guess, but still. So anyway, they were driving an RV, and on the evening of July 5th, so two days after they were seen getting gas, firefighters responded to an RV fire at the Minnow Lake Campground near Edson, Alberta. Remember Edson? I yeah, nearby our place. Yeah. Or our, our tower. Yeah. Yeah. No bodies were found. Um, police discovered that the RV did belong to the McCanns, but there was no sign of their Hyundai SUV that they had mm. been towing behind it. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, aka the Mounties, the Mounties, visited the McCanns' home. They didn't find. They didn't get an answer, so they kind of just were like, "All right, well, I guess they're presumed missing, but they weren't going to do." too much searching for them because their car was missing so they were just like you know they probably kind of, drove away yeah, yeah they might have 
might have been like an insurance fraud thing. In hindsight, yeah. it's a weird, lax bit of, of motion on the part of the Mounties. I'm not criticizing. Might it's just like a... in hindsight, it's like, eh, might yeah. have been should have. A... Might have been a busy day in their office. But yeah, they probably should have been on it a little quicker than yeah. they were. Five days later on July 10th, when they were supposed to pick their daughter up from the airport, they didn't arrive. So their daughter, who's named Trudy, notified the Mounties and they filed a missing report, person's report and also released one, right? You know, be on the lookout. At that point, the Mounties realized that, oh, hey, McCann, that sounds interesting. A, eh? why does that sound familiar. interesting? Um, why yeah. does that sound familiar, eh? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, hey, yeah, I know. Um, it's the, it's the, that RV that was burnt down by the Tim Hortons. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you spoke Canadian. Yeah. Was, I've been waiting this whole yeah. time for that to happen. It's I knew it one. was gonna. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. good at a Canadian accent. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, hey, uh, apologies to our Canadian listeners, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah. Love the love the maple leaf. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, you guys are amazing. Anyway, so the Mounties were like, oh, crap. Um, okay, these people oh, are so. actually missing. Great. So let's uh, search for them. So on the 16th, Six days later, the Mounties did actually find that Hyundai, um, and they actually found it near Highway 16, and like it's called Range Road 144. Oh, yeah, I know the spot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, familiar. We're all familiar with it. Yeah. It was about 18 miles or 30 kilometers east of Edson. Which is near Hinton. Yeah, which is right. Yeah, it's really near Hinton. Yeah, which is near our tower. Yeah. Yeah. Edson and Hinton are both really close to our tower. Uh, actually, our tower is on Highway 16. Ah. It's, that's the one that it's like three miles off of. Anyway, the police Mounties at that point did say that they thought that the McCann's disappearance was foul play. And then that's at, at that time, they announced that they thought that Vader was responsible for it through a number of connections and i don't want to go too deep into this because it's not it's not an episode about the mccann's but so i've i didn't ever see anything that was strongly linking him can you at least yeah, give me, us one or two to the mccann's or to to, to the, the mccann's to the mccann's i can yeah okay because okay, i didn't see anything yeah I, I it like, sounded like the most circumstantial case based on the reporting that i kept coming across there was there was some circumstantial evidence but that paired with the fact that his brother said yeah he's staying with me because he says he burned an rv Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. I didn't one. see. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, line. and then the girlfriend was also like, "Yeah, he he like showed up in this car," and I was like, "Get rid of that car. Whose car is that?" Like there was some reporting around it where okay. people close to him, when they were interviewed, told the Mounties like. He had stuff that yeah, belonged he, to them. Yeah, okay. I mean, it okay, wasn't okay. like stuff, but they that he had shown up and he looked like tired and disheveled. And they were like, what happened? He's he like, oh, I burned he, down a RV. He smelled a burned uh, RV. Yeah. <laughs> so and, there and was a, a lot. Yeah. And but I mean, like I said, the, I, I actually don't think I said this. He is currently serving time for the crime. Ah. But it's been a bit of back and forth. Like he was initially arrested and then they released him because they didn't have enough evidence. And then they reopened the case and... They found actually maybe they did have enough evidence, so they tried to get him, and he was released again, and then finally they were like, all right, we have enough evidence, and they charged him, and he's now in jail for it. Mm. Well, they tried him before, though. I mean, he was tried twice for the crime, wasn't he? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they kept him in jail for like four and a half years. Like they kept him in jail for a mm. long time before they really decided we've got a good case. Yeah. They, I mean, uh, that's one of the things. And that, that he was always... rough because, he, he, you know, he came out and said, I mean, he, you know, of course, like any sane human, he was like, no, I did not do that. Because like you never, why mm. would you ever be like, yeah, of course I did. Right. So he was like, yeah, I didn't do that. And actually the Mounties have ruined my life because they kept me in prison for four years trying to figure out if I did this. So like, that's pretty ruined. Granted, he has a pretty significant rap sheet, oh, like already. <laughs> Although nothing, you know, nothing too terribly violent, frankly. I mean, I mean, he was a lot of his stuff far, stopped far, far short of murder. Vehicular is... theft in 95, possession of break-in tools, driving a motor vehicle unauthorized, operating an irregular motor vehicle. I want to hear that story. I think that means a lot. Trailer and weapon charges in 2009, stealing and burning a truck in 2009, and then careless use of a firearm and unauthorized possession of a firearm in June 2010, yeah. leading up to the disappearance he of... He sounds like a loose cannon. It sounds uh, like yeah, but I mean, escalating it, as well. Maybe, but I mean, still way 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 short of murder right I mean, but again um I mean, even this isn't yeah. a story about the mccann's right no, so like i know good. i opened this can of worms um, and uh, we could go back and worms, forth uh, <laughs> yeah but, although but no it could be said though there, there still could be a connection even if vader is innocent there still could be the a perp you know for this crime still could be our perp too it's true it's yeah so, yeah so you're bringing him up because you're we've re and i've read the reading online too and i want this mm -hmm. for people to understand is mm -hmm. that the idea is that he is responsible for what happened to, to Stephanie. Stephanie. Exactly. Yeah. Because he was in that area and obviously he did some he very questionable things. Yeah. So the, I mean, you know, one of the things that we can say is that we've said this before about people who are, have only been convicted of like the one murder, mm -hmm. but they seem like super skeezy leading up to, it just means they got caught that one time. Mm-hmm. Quite you know? often, yeah. So with this kind of rap sheet like circling around, I'm not saying that people with rap sheets like this are like murderers. Mm -hmm. I'm not, to find a victim, and I'm right? not saying necessarily that Vader is, you know, but the theory is, is that um, that pot uh -huh. <laughs> that was, that, that, like, was that was boiling, um, somebody said, and I actually thought this was kind of, you know, it can go either way, um, but I think it's worth mentioning is that somebody said, it's a bad way to do it, but you can kind of start a fire that way, yeah. depending on the pot, depending on the stove, depending, depending on, oh, on what's nearby more than lots anything. of dependence. Yeah. But just because that's lots of dependence doesn't mean that like somebody who's kind of a dummy didn't try it. You know, I got to tell you, I never saw as much in the boiling pot or kettle as most of the the internet seems to and here's no, my reason either. for it, is that yeah. i've lived in places in the summer where it was hot as hell and the only way that you could make your house not feel like it was you know the desert was to have water on the heat so that there was some moisture in the air. Because I don't know about you, but if it's really hot for a period of time, my sinuses dry out and I'll get nosebleeds. Mm -hmm. And I know people who will just have a pot of water on simmer or, or a kettle. You know, people do it with potpourri too. But something to get some moisture in the air so it is just not such an arid environment where you're at all the time. So I was just like, oh, she probably, I mean, it could very well have just been something she always had going. Well, And on a simmer, like boil. Boil could be a term that inflames 
people's Maybe ideas of the boiling. story. Yeah. Well, there's true. a simpler yeah. answer for that, and that is that whoever intruded upon her time didn't spend the night. They came in the morning and they interrupted her morning routine of boiling water mm-hmm. for tea or something like that, right? Mm. But I just wanted to, I want to run with this one real quick. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, I just want yeah. to run with the idea of somebody who is serving time for murdering retirees mm-hmm. and then setting the scene on fire within like a close proximity is at least somebody who's worth mentioning. Yeah. Right. And managed to dispose of two bodies without, without them ever being found. Yeah, the bodies of the McCanns have never been found. Mm, that's why I mean, Vader or not, I think the same perp. I wouldn't be surprised. At I all. wouldn't either. Not at and all. And I really wouldn't be surprised if it was a really poorly informed attempt at starting a fire in the cabin. Because mm. again, I think we can safely assume that whoever did this didn't really understand the procedure of fire watching. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't think that within 15 minutes somebody would be there checking on her, mm. right? Especially since I think they let so many calls happen. <laughs> I think they let like three or four calls happen and like picked up and hung up and then finally unplugged the phone. And then at that point, the supervisor was like, okay, well, we're definitely sending someone out there. Like what is even going So I, I, I don't think it's a good way to start a house fire, but if somebody thought they had a long time and it looked like, you know, there was wood around and they could really start a f- I don't know. Nah. I don't think it's a great theory, but nah. I think it's worth... It's possible. If, if you were intending to use a empty pot to start a water, to start a fire. a fire, it would make a hell of a lot more sense to just pour the water out of the pot and put the empty pot on top of the heat source with the intention of it then causing, like, spattering hot water is not going to cause the fire. It's going to be well, it's something... it's not the spattering. It's after it dries out. Right. So my point is, you empty the water out of the container that you are heating to speed up this, I'm going to burn everything down with the pot or a dry, a dry pot or a dry kettle thing. Unless you're it's, trying to um... give yourself time to create an alibi. That... Like, if you're... So, I it's mean, it's like take a... a long time for a dry pan or pot. No, it's, it's not likely to set anything It's not pot. likely to set... No, absolutely it's not. And like, I I, <laughs> I am continuing to say I think it's a bad way to start a fire but I can see a kind of a dummy thinking okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set this pot of water to boil because I know that I'll... Uh, he's wrong, right? But he says okay, because I think that'll start a fire but it'll start a fire in like an hour and a half, right? So I have time to go back to Edson to go sit in a local cafe create like a serious alibi for myself so that people know where I am at like whatever given time. And so that like even more, if for whatever reason, somebody were like, Oh, I wonder where fire starter McGee is, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. then I at least can say, well, I was at but, the coffee shop. But here's the thing. Number one, he, you know, or to give himself it, enough lead time. It's a lousy way to start a fire. Oh, absolutely. It's a lousy way to start a fire. Number, number one, number two, if you really want to have a delayed reaction fire, you use the microwave. That's what I don't know use. that there was a microwave there. That's a good point. There maybe was, but there's better ways than, than the pot on the stove. I think oh, probably yeah, somebody just put a pot on there to boil, just to boil. And forgot about it. And just forgot about it. I agree. I yeah, so. I'm sitting yeah. in Devin's chair, so I'm channeling her, and I'm saying that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> there, while we're on the topic of Edson, because we are, because Edson's pretty close, 
We're uh, about to slander the entire town. Uh, not wow. the entire town. Try to remember, Edson they're, they're, is they're, small. This is Canada, and Canada is only a few hundred miles from here. Yeah, that's true. And they could come down and murder us. Edson is Be nice. Um, only about eighty five hundred people mm-hmm. as of two thousand sixteen. I don't know where the population has gone since then. Well, if it's but there's chock full of killers and probably down. Well, but that's the thing that's like weird is that like you go through the threads and people are like. Oh, yeah, well, there's this other rapist from Edson that it could be. Mm. Or there's this other murderer from Edson that it could be. And it's like, how many freaking murderers bad. and rapists yeah, but um, you live in that, that area? Because people reach back way in the archives. I mean, there could be somebody who lived in Edson and committed a string of rapes 25 or 30 years prior and maybe doesn't even live in the area anymore, but they'll find that. Yeah. So then they'll say, well, look at this, and it's got to be this person. Like, we have to be careful with that because oh, absolutely. the, the there scope was a... of people's... Well, it's also the in a town that size, you know, it really doesn't take doesn't take more than a couple of families of dirtbags to really skew the, the statistics. True, yeah. absolutely know. true. Yeah. yeah. Another theory that I saw, which is less vicious... Less vicious? Okay. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty vicious still. What is that? It's my understanding. So Edson, it's my understanding that Edson is like, you can see it basically from this fire tower. Mm -hmm. You can see into it or like the outskirts. Okay. I am given to understand that Edson has a pretty intense meth problem. A lot of small towns do. Many small towns do. Yes. That is true. Yes. Um, And, you know, other crime things like a lot of people go missing on Highway 16, for instance, which, again, is the one that's like three miles away from the fire tower. So there is also this theory, which is, again, I think a a pretty interesting theory that uh, Stephanie could have witnessed something or at least been perceived to have witnessed something go down. How far from from Edson is this tower? It's not that far. Do you? I don't it's, have... it's a couple of miles. Yeah, but I think I think Devin actually hit the na- the, the the nail on the head by saying perceived. She mm-hmm. may, yeah. you know, th- I mean, let's be honest. When people are tweaking, they come up with some pretty kooky ideas, and they go, "There's the fire tower." Oh God, the person in the fire tower was totally watching me, and, or, and uh, on down the path. I mean, go. but or alternately, like I said, a lot of people go missing from Highway 16, which was three miles away mm-hmm. from, but like easily to be spotted perceived again right so if somebody kidnapped somebody that like is not somehow not even connected to this or you know is a jane doe missing from who knows where but somebody kidnapped someone and thought oh i bet whoever's in that tower saw this better go take care of that Mm. also like unfortunately that could also give reason to take the bed sheets with them that if they kidnap somebody they go to the cabin they kill Stephanie, rape, or whatever, whoever they whoever kidnapped, they kidnapped. Okay. and then take it all with them. Your second and third characters in this yeah, story now, yeah? that would also, I mean, that's like extra, that adds an additional <laughs> tragedy to this whole story. But, mm. but the idea that either somebody knew that she saw something bad happen or thought that she saw something illegal or bad happen I, you know, and thought, I got to go take that witness out. I, this is uh, one of the lamest of the theories that are out there. I know you didn't come up with this. I one, didn't come up know? with it's any like, of these theories. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole idea. It's like, oh my God, there's a tower two miles away. I'm sure that, yeah, because... They had their binoculars on me the whole time. I don't 
funny. Even after, even at two miles, I had not seen yet a, a pair of binoculars that are going to like you know actually bring the kind of resolution and magnification to make me actually be able to identify somebody committing a crime. But but I yeah. will say like what Steve was saying before is super valid. That like I you know Portland used to I don't know if we still do, but definitely used to have a pretty serious meth problem. Uh, it's moved to Vantucky. And I've no oh. I know enough people like i interacted with a couple people who were like really really heavily addicted to meth and you know i've definitely seen some of the weird insane spirals that that drug can send people on and it i don't think it's beyond reason to think that somebody could have you know gotten high on meth and thought oh yeah that person saw me mm-hmm. i gotta go take him out yeah. and then also oftentimes not <sighs> I feel like I should say not to like stereotype people who are on meth, but like oftentimes people who are on meth, like will take refuge wherever they can. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, then we circle back to like, maybe they stayed the night, they yeah, woke I up, would, they were like, <sighs> I would actually buy more into the theory that somebody not even on meth or whatever, somebody need, just needed a place to hole up for, you know, half mm-hmm. a day, like a night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah. like, it's po- it's also possible, like, I don't know what time she went to bed, but they could have thought it was, I don't know, except for her truck was outside, so never mind. I was going to say they could have thought it was just an abandoned empty cabin and then been surprised and killed her, but I don't think that's true. I think with the truck outside, they probably could have known it was occupied. I have a I have an issue with the this, you know, this, this drug-addled theory, as well as I did with Vader, is that... The the fact that the sheets were taken, like the whole conversation of, well, they, they knew their DNA was on it, so they were hiding it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a mental process that would be beyond the people in that type of circumstance. I could see it being the, you know, bundle the body up in something to, to put it in the car and get rid of it. But I wouldn't, you know, the, the protect yourself to hide your DNA, like that just, I think that would be beyond somebody in that condition. Well, if it was just somebody who was like homeless or on the run or whatever like that, maybe they wanted a couple of pillows and some blankets just, you know, for camping. I guess I, I, I'm, I don't have a problem with that as much because I'm not necessarily willing to say that they woke up in the same condition that they committed the crime in. I, I always struggle with this when I'm trying to put things delicately, but there, there are some long-term cognitive effects to serious usage and can be there can be to Mm long-term serious usage of that drug i think that the the majority of people would find changes in their mental capacity and somebody to be i would perceive somebody to be in the state to have gone to this length for whatever they would have to be pretty far in the bag i Mm -hmm. Want to agree with you, yes, but from personal experience, I, you know, again, nobody I know <laughs> murdered someone, right? But I will say that, you know, the people that I interacted with were two totally different people, you know, went on, when high and then when not high. And so I don't know. Again, you know, it's, it just depends and on the we're person. we're grabbing at straws here. Oh, we, absolutely we, no we are. Because there's no good theory on this. There's another, there's one other theory in terms of like her getting murdered. And that is that apparently she didn't always get along with the local guides. There, you know, there are a lot of adventure sports in areas oh, like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so there were a couple um, people who were guides for 
like kayaking trip or you know hiking mountaineering whatever yeah or whatever like yeah and apparently she didn't totally get along with a lot of them and so you know there was a theory that she'd had a bad interaction with one of them and they were like well i'm just gonna go kill her but i feel like that is like mm. of all of them that's the dumbest like somehow i believe i even believe joe's forthcoming theory that a bear ate her yeah. <laughs> more than i believe well, any of the other stuff area. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Do you want to talk about your bear theory? The bear your theory? Your animal attack theory? Well, weren't you going to talk about another theory where it, whereby she staged a murder and just left to start a new life? Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to end with wanna, that because it'd be about... like a nice... Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice thing. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like the bears thing too because at least, at least it means that you know, a bear, a couple of bears got a good meal out of it, you know, which is better than some, some crackhead but does it murdering ex- her randomly. But does it explain the missing blankets and pillows and gold watch? It does, uh, because they were Yogi and Boo Boo, oh, and they yeah. needed to buy a picnic basket. Yeah, Yogi would like a new watch. That's probably true. But I don't he know actually, that... If you think about it, Yogi always had he did. a watch. But here's he what I will say. Cups? Yes. That's but, what he did, yeah. But here's what I will say is that it was her gold watch, and I cannot imagine... I mean, I imagine her wrist was about the same size as mine. I don't imagine that would fit on Yogi's wrist. Listen, bears don't understand the sizing chart. Mm, true. So you can't you can't hold that against them. True. They make bears are grumpy for a reason because they buy ill-fitting jewelry on okay. a regular basis. But yeah. Yogi and Boo Boo, right? Mm-hmm. Boo Boo. Notwithstanding, what do you, I mean? Do you have an explanation for what happened to the what could have happened to those? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like it, if she decided to take off and go for a, like an early morning hike. And With her she, blankets and pillows? Well, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, if she wanted to take off and go for a hike, um, well, you know, she probably would have taken her watch with her because she had to check in at a certain time. So she had to keep track of the time. Goes off, gets eaten by bears, you know, and we never hear from her again. As far as everything else that was missing, it wasn't a hell of a lot of stuff. And, you know, we, I'm really not sure exactly how they accounted for what was there that should have been there versus not there, et cetera. I mean, I really don't know how they did that. It would be my guess, um, and this is just a guess, but um, growing up, we had a cabin that we shared with three other families, mm. and there, it was cabin stuff. Yeah. You had your cabin oh, permanently, pillows. Permanent you had your ca- stuff that was yeah, there. Yeah, totally. So it'd be my guess that they furnished everything you know except for mm-hmm. food you know consumables yeah and, and your clothes they, and they provided that stuff for you especially the hiking ones you know you like you don't want to have to carry all that stuff so i don't know why they wouldn't also for the drive-in ones so that's yeah. my guess as to how they were able to figure out what was missing was because they said well we have this inventory yeah. that says it should have this stuff now that she might have hated that crap and replaced it and <laughs> i was gonna say it, you know? that does not explain that i presume that there were only two pillows total yeah <laughs> like i mean so but, in the whole cabin but, yeah, but it's but it, true she could have just hated it yeah, i guess you know she, i don't know i mean it's like the, this inventory of stuff that there sure is missing i'm, I'm a little questioning I'm she was also that. the also... only fire watcher there for the last 13 years yeah so it's possible and maybe she was just sick of that crap and this year she decided it was time for a change totally or you and know, as far as the boiling water well you know i gotta tell you people do just tr- put water on and forget about it yeah. and it, it has happened yeah there was a reason for her to wear a watch she left i think and i think what they need to do is just check all the bear poop uh-huh. in about a hundred hundred mile radius they'll probably <laughs> find a gold watch in there so you're saying that the the phone calls that were picked up and put down the was phone unplugged and the 
blood around is just like made up. That's just an addition to the story. Could have been really smart bears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted an extra theory to fatten things I know up you a did. little bit. So it's, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just all this talk about depravity and serial killers and meth heads. You know, it's depressing. I, yeah, I think they get, yeah. the whole bear theory is actually a little more cheery. I it think. is somehow. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, my other theory is like, it's just a staged murder. It's just, you know, it's deer her, blood. Faked and her, faked her death. Yeah. And, to run know, away with Baloo. Or, you know, to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro again. I mean, like, I don't know. One thing I will add to the kind of more depressing, especially the witness to the crime, but other theories where, you know, maybe she was murdered by somebody she knew. Maybe she witnessed a crime. We mentioned earlier that the police have not and do not release what relatives she spoke with the night before, right? Mm. Additionally, as far as I can tell, I've never seen... So I've never seen the last name of the daughter released, and I believe that's intentional. I also believe it's intentional that they have not released the names of any other family members or anybody else who's connected to Stephanie. Are they printed a map of the, all the Firewatch cabins and the ones that are easy to get to and no. the ones that are staffed? But I, but I, so women. I, I okay. almost wonder if the police are intentionally withholding this because they suspect it's somebody with a vendetta against Stephanie mm. and they think, okay, she talked to somebody on the phone between the time that she was witnessed this crime and the time we got to her, right? So that person is now also a target. I don't think that's accurate, but I, it adds a little bit to that theory. But all I want to say is that I really hope that she just like threw deer blood everywhere and like left. To go live with own. Alan yeah. Quartermain in Wherever. Africa near Kilimanjaro? Yeah, Steve yeah. Irwin, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, that's I think, Australia. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, close enough. It's a foreign country. <laughs> Where they speak a weird version of English. It's yeah. fine. It's all, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah, the money's oh, strange. Yeah. It won't fit in your wallet. Please I don't know. know. There's bugs everywhere. I don't have any good theories on this. I would say the random killing is probably the most likely deal. I um, would too, as unfortunately. As far as somebody having a vendetta against her, it's hard to imagine. She seemed pretty harmless. I mean, she seemed like... Uh, and really nice. Yeah, she seemed like yeah. a nice person. Or just really... a cranky old lady. If she wasn't nice, she was just a cranky old lady. And uh, But so what? I mean, if she was yeah. cranky or not, she was out in the middle of nowhere. There's not too many people who get upset by her. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No, but actually, my, I, my understanding too is she was actually pretty nice. People would drop by the cabin, strangers or friends or whatever, yeah. and she would always be welcome. I I think the cabin had like a thousand visitors a year or something like that. Uh, It was on trail or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, as a final parting thought for any of you who, you know, are the killer or are yogi or whatever. Yeah. There is a $20,000 reward for any. Turn yourself in. Well, for any leads leading to a significant break in the case. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not, not, not nothing. Boo-boo, give up, Yogi. Yeah, yeah. do it. No, definitely, yeah. Do it. Somebody, rat somebody out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's the end of this really uplifting story. Uh. In which somehow a bear attack is the... Nicest, like, kindest yeah. theory. <laughs> I know. <sighs> God. Well, at least, at least with the bears, you really can't hold it against them, you know. Yeah, it's although bears People tend are supposed to, to know better. Well, bears tend to only attack when provoked, but it's, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, if you want to see some of the links to some of our research, you can do that on the website. You can also find links to our merch. I know at our meetup, a lot of people were like, can we buy shirts? Well, guess where you can buy a shirt? From a link on the website, not even on our actual website. You're welcome. You can also download or stream the episodes there. That website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. 
You can connect with us on a myriad of social media sites. A myriad? Yeah. A myriad? Myriad. Whatever. Some okay. word that yeah. starts with an M. It's uh, like Africa and Australia tour. Load, Multitude. Yeah. Okay, that works too. <laughs> Multitude yeah. of different social medias. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter where we are thinking sideways. You can find us on Reddit where we have a subreddit just called Thinking Sideways. You can also find us on Facebook where there is a group and a page. If you do want to join the group, you have to answer the questions. Ooh. We literally will not approve you if you don't answer the questions. Like, what is your favorite color? What is the average airspeed of a swallow? Those are the questions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can also st- you know where you're finding us um to stream us it's you know if it's on itunes if it's on stitcher if it's who the heck knows where else it is lots of them if you can subscribe do so if you can leave a comment and a rating mm-hmm. a review and a rating do so and then finally if you want to Talk to us about how offended you are about my Canadian impression, especially in the yeah. wake of Jim Leahy's death. Um, if you want to correct us about anything, you want to suggest episodes, you just want to talk to us, you can do all that via our email, which is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Hmm. I think that's everything. Thanks. so. I wasn't paying attention. Great. Yeah. All of that Close having enough. been said, <laughs> okay. we are going to get on out of here. Oh, hang on. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Nope. Doesn't. Bye. <laughs> Look. Fire. No. Oh, bears. <laughs> <laughs>